0: Never seen a lame man
1: walk, never heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see, I promise you a change is same. Never seen a canceled bed Never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free, I promise you a change is same.
0: Have seen an I open find you. a home? Have I seen see the, weak see the weak find you.
1: the strength? I promise you, I'll change this Have seen I the, see the sick, sick get healed? Get healed. No. no. Hey, everybody! How's it going? It's the big C-B-G-T podcast! How you doing? 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 Everybody. Hey. Hey there. Are you ready for another one? Are you ready for 56? <laughs> 56, this is Lawrence Taylor, baby. Lawrence Taylor gripping and ripping through the line, going after Joe Theismann's leg. Oh, that was gross. Oh,
0: that was was bad.
1: Here's a man that uh, knows what pain is like because (laughs) he's been ran over by a tractor before. I
0: did get ran over by a tractor. Big
1: C, Clint Clark, my best friend. How you doing, buddy? You know, people often ask me, what's the worst
0: injury that I've ever had? And I never mentioned breaking my pelvis uh, because I was so young when it happened. That's what, five? Yeah. And so, yeah, I jumped off a tractor. My grandfather ran over me up to here and had to back down me. And, you know, hey, I am out of the emergency room. I was in a wheelchair for a bit. Um, so, yeah. But I always tell oh, them,
1: yeah. Huh? I was five. And five. didn't you want to, like, you were thirsty, just want to get something to drink?
0: So yeah, see. I want to jump off. So of my grandfather out there, my my great grandfather is gonna jump off. Yeah, it wasn't. I, why why do young kids do young kid things? I don't know. I don't know what they I. And they get
1: thinking. their pelvis ran over.
0: Yeah, they break their pelvis. But I always tell people, I, I never think about that. I tore I tore the the pinky ligament in this finger right here, my left finger. It is seriously the most painful thing that's ever that I've ever been through. Um, I don't want to test fate on that. Um, but you know, it was, it was yeah, it was pretty it it did not tickle. It did yeah. not tickle at all and didn't was, tickle a bit, huh? Hmm, no, mm. I not like it. So it was well, I can yeah.
1: remember sometimes uh when we were in junior high or so that on rainy nights sometimes your your hip would hurt, start hurting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would right there where it broke. Yeah, I, of course that's got it that, now – now, now I've gotten older. It's like all my joints. It's like my knees and
1: yeah. <laughs> my shoulders.
0: My- well, and that was
1: when we were going through puberty too. So it's probably during your growth yeah. spurts. So mixing those two together, a former broken pelvis. Yeah. Oh. And I still think that's why you're a big Elvis fan. Hey, that was <laughs> that was a
0: dumb joke. That was it was. A- you know, we've told some good jokes on this show, and we told some really bad ones too. Hey, so we just had April Fool's Day a couple yep. of days ago. Did any any good pranks on your end?
1: Well, we had a good one at the school. Uh, oh. One of the teachers um, told her kids that they were having a flood drill, and she had this deal to read off to them, and they were supposed to. Uh, she had some umbrellas, and she had so they were supposed to stand on a desk or chair but this is at a computer lab so she just had them prop their feet up on the desk and then some of them were wearing ponchos and stuff and so she started sending that around in a group text so i was like well we'll show them you know like an elementary class had all their kids standing on their their desk or whatever saying we're doing flood drill too and so i showed my kids and i had a couple of them laying on the ground like they're swimming <laughs> That's I was, i'm like my kids are too dumb to get out of the water <laughs> yeah I just and let, let them explore the space. Let them let a, the space explore the space i didn't have any good april
0: fool's day jokes you know you, you see all yeah. the memes, like you know they try to get you on like the internets and like yeah you know, Eric Musselman's accepted this job and you know this yeah. person that job nick saban's retired, and you know all the all the stupid stuff that you you're just like, man. Come, come on. Did you see
1: what Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon did?
0: I, I, I didn't see it, but I heard like they swapped shows.
1: Yeah, they swapped shows. I didn't even know they did it until I was just playing around on YouTube and saw some highlights. And I saw good. Jimmy Fallon, but it had Jimmy Kimmel's logo at the bottom. I was like, "What's this?" And so I clicked on it, saw that they had done that. So I got in a deep dive on some of their. It was pretty funny, man. It was, it was pretty good. They were, uh, uh, it, it was, it was pretty good. But yeah, no good, uh, you know, besides the flood deal, that, that was it. No good. Uh, um, yeah. no, you know, I want
0: to do, I want to do prank, but a prank episode, like good pranks that we've pulled and stuff for a while. And yeah, every time you shoot me down, I'm like Clint, we can't fill an entire episode with that. <laughs> and I'm like, Dad, come on, you're right, Travis. You're right. Well, all mine
1: had to do it, uh, mostly at church camps and, um, well what was funny, Clint, was when I was a teenager, I was the first one doing all the pranks, right? Like yeah, I was yeah. the one my youth pastor would try to get me not to do anything, and I was the first one with the shaving cream and whatever else, okay? Now as a, and then at night, I was the last one to go to sleep. I was keeping everybody else up, all that kind of thing. Now, when I became a youth pastor, <laughs> Like, those roles reversed, and I became Mr., like, we went to bed at lights out. My kids were trained, man, and like Bob, you know, my old youth pastor, we'd go to camp together, and he would just sit there and laugh, because I'd be kind of doing military, man, you know, getting on to the kids, like, you know, you need to be able to pay attention tomorrow, and, you know, we're going to pray, and then we're going to go to sleep. No one's going to get up, you know. And he Bob would be over there laughing because he's like, that never would have worked on you, but somehow it's working on these kids. Hey, and
0: it and it is sucks because we're at that age where you look around for the adult in the room and you're like, Dad, it it's me. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dad, I got to
1: act right. now. Like, oh
0: man. Oh man. I, I was gonna I was gonna say one prank that I pulled, and this was an April Fool's Day prank. The stalker of this show, Gabe Saracel, um, who likes to do the first light comment. I like we, Gabe. Oh yeah, Gabe's great. I, I love. We had that. a fan
1: club. He's in the fan club,
0: right? Exactly. He he's like he's patched in as president. Like that's right. Big C, bigger T, original. That's right. Um, I don't know. I just, I mean, if there was a Big C, bigger T biker gang, that's the way we'd do it. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Mean, I don't, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, and I haven't rode a bicycle, and it's not stationary. You know. Yeah, um, no. it's not going to be much of a biker gang. Um, yeah. Well. No, me and Nellie, who was my roommate, we stole his lava lamp, I, and we were pulling pranks back and forth on each other. Me and Gabe were always was, and so I just remember we took, we went back to the back part of the Wesley Foundation where it was uh, it would look like a warehouse. So it was like we just put towels over her head. You could totally tell it was us, and like we cut out letters and, and we took pictures of us like holding cameras and saws next to his lava lamp. And so, <laughs> When those letters say, if you ever want to see your lava lep again, leave five dollars under our dorm room door (laughs) (laughs) or something just silly like that. And I remember Jack tried to act bad. He goes, He goes, He's like Bert Kreischer when he saw Tom Segura's uh, comeback skit. He's like, Seriously, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's it's, (laughs) it's just
1: that's good, man.
0: We we were driving back, we were driving back from Dallas this morning because you know, I've been out of town Mm. and. And, uh, but it's between trips, my wife did have time to put the feminist propaganda back up. So that's nice. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I've been getting a lot of texts like, Clint, please, please, please,
1: please. More feminist propaganda.
0: Bring that back the feminist propaganda. Ask no more. That's right. And so, and Post Malone, wow, came on, and my wife was like, <laughs> I can't hear this song without thinking about Bird Kreischer dancing. And yeah. Then the uh, then the Tom Segura come back when we're he's taxed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah it's funny. Funny. As you
0: can tell by Bert's by Bert's um, by Bert's reaction. He's like he had no idea. He's like seriously, it's the greatest thing I've ever. It's the greatest
1: thing. Yeah, ever.
0: Yeah. yeah. Google um, Bert Kreischer uh, Tom Segura dance off. I guess would be the best way to search for it. If you can't, beware,
1: know. beware, be- beware see
0: it. It's not suitable for work. It's not PG. So, um, thank thank you, Travis, for bringing us back out of the gutter. That's right. yeah. <laughs> Doing your job, getting us out of the mess that I get us into.
1: Well, Clint, we got a Holy Snikes moment. Woo! And speaking of messes, have people lost their daggum mind, Clint? They have. They, they have. have they, they lost have. their minds?
0: And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, was, I was busy, so I didn't watch the clip. But when you sent it to me, I was like – the, my first thought wasn't like I can't believe this has happened.
1: All right, here's what happened, folks. And here's the deal: I searched for it. I heard them talking about it on the radio. I searched for it, and I pull up pages worth of similar type videos that have happened over the years that I never watched. But here's what happened: It's an AU basketball game in Georgia. And someone doesn't like, the player didn't like the call. And so they just jumped the referee. And when I say jump the referee, I'm talking people are just watching a bunch of kids and one coach literally jump and pound on a referee. The other ref is just standing there, not stopping it not doing anything and this ref is throwing throwing blows at some of these kids. I don't know how old these kids were, but some of them didn't look all that big. I mean they you know, they were teenagers, but they wasn't they weren't full grown men. This wasn't this wasn't the guys that are about to play college ball. Okay. This Clint I was disgusted. And well you as well, you should be. You should be
0: disgusted. I mean, it's A, basketball. Them, them refs are probably getting 20 bucks a game or so. You know, they're not yeah. out there trying to cheat anybody. At the end of the day, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. And it's I mean, just
1: a basketball game.
0: Just Yeah, it is just a game. And it, it is probably, from the way you describe things, it, it's probably like a 15 and under team, maybe an eighth, ninth grade team, something like that. Really, is not where And just some of the behavior we've seen it f- of fans at Arkansas games this year. You know, you, you see the guy mooning the Kentucky player. Yeah. You know, it's like, and I'm not. Caring. I mean, there's obviously a difference between mooning another player and and beating an official. Yeah. There's, not, I mean, fans can't act right. You know, and I remember Buddy League Baseball. Whenever I was, whenever we'd go to games, and parents would throw their fits. You know. And like the other coach, goes, like oh he forfeit. Like it's freaking youth sports, y'all. Yeah, it is youth. No. Sports. It's not. it's not about. it's not about the adults. It's about the kids. Act right, and and yeah. jump and jumping a ref, guys. Don't put your hand on official. These guys, no one. It's like maybe one in every five thousand is actually trying to mess
1: over somebody. And, and here, let me give you some advice, folks. And look, this is from a guy who's not a parent. I don't have kids. So you can take it as you want. Now, I've helped hundreds of people raise their kids. Yes, sir. Okay. I've, I've been a youth pastor for a long time, and, and I saw my role not as taking the place of any parent, but trying to strengthen what they do with their kids. Because God has put you in that role. But let me give you some advice. If when your kid gets through with the game, you're blaming the ref for them losing, then you are training a loser. You agree with me, Clint? Yeah. If, no. you're, if, you're, putting the, if you're putting it on instead of saying, you know, look, I'm not saying act like it's the end of the world, but if you're saying that a referee caused because of one or two bad calls, which that's usually what it is, and it may be multiple bad calls. Who cares? It's not about – especially when they're kids, they're trying to learn a sport. Let them learn the sport. I mean,
0: could you imagine at the end of the Arkansas-Auburn game if, like, Sam Pittman went out there and delivered sweet chin music? I mean, just super kicked. I mean, just, well, they're like, Pittman's tuning up the band. That's
1: right, yeah. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, Stone Cold's music comes on.
0: <laughs> and then Barry Odom comes out. It's beating with a steel chair.
1: Barry Odom's rips his shirt off.
0: <laughs> and then you, oh, and then what's this? Kendall Browse got the clippers. They start shaving the ref's head. I Kendall know.
1: Browse is over there doing the Shawn Michaels. I'm a sexy <laughs> But God, no, I mean, seriously, Clint. I mean, I you know, I hear that so, way too often. Look, if you're, if you're blaming the refs, you're, you're teaching them to be losers, okay? I mean, look, he, there's proper ways. If a ref is doing bad, there's proper ways to handle that. They're not going to be the best. Sometimes they need to be replaced. Sometimes they don't need to be reffing, especially in lower level. They're trying to do it to make a little extra buck. And you know what? They're just not good at it. And that's okay. Okay. There's been times you hadn't been good at jobs. You've tried to do either. Okay. But man, these, and Clint, the people filming it were laughing. Yeah. We're laughing. This dude's on the ground. Kids are kicking him. Okay. They're laughing. It's listen. My nanny just died a few few weeks ago, but when she was older, she could have taken care of people like that. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> she would have she would have told them what for for sure. But anyway, it was holy snikes because Clint, people were acting crazy, and we got to stop acting crazy. People love each other. Be kind. Seriously, just be kind. Try it. Just try it. I think you may and like you to added a riff. Or how about this? When a ref makes a good call, say, hey, man, that was a good call. It was against my team, but that was still a good call. It was the right call. Try that. Try some positivity. Because the end
0: of the day, what these most, but 99.9% of these refs wants is to get, get the call right. Yeah.
1: They want to get it right. Sometimes they're just not trained well on how to do that, and that's okay. Anyway, sorry. All right. I got a little preachy there. Got a little preachy, Clint. Got a little little fired up. Caught the Holy Ghost. Hey, buddy. I'm on my way to heaven this morning.
0: Oh, oh, look out now.
1: Baseball's up to number two in the country. Baseball is rolling. Uh, Had a big series against the current champ. Defending national champs. Defending national champs uh, this past weekend. Did lose. The last game against them, right? Right. Um, but our pitchings coming around. No, the pitch is looking good. And we and it seems
0: like we've had our rotation settled much quicker this year than we did last year. It seems like last year it was just like, hey, let's try to get through the first two or three innings, and if it gets bad, we'll call the cops. And they're doing it. Connor Nolan's on the um, on the player of the year or watch list. He got on there very quickly, and he, he's turned into a legit Friday starter, which is great because last year everybody was like, you know, they were like, oh, what about Connor Nolan? What about Connor Nolan? It seemed like he was fighting injuries, and when he came in, he'd get rocked. And so it's good to have him back and for him to live up to the potential that you've seen because, you know, a lot of people thought he was going to be the future football, and uh, he made the decision like baseball was his path. So when a kid makes a gamble on himself like that, which is what Connor Owen did, you want to see it work out, yeah. especially being an Arkansas boy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and he's he's stepping up, and like you said, uh, he's he's up for you know some awards already, man. That's awesome. I'll tell you another one is uh, the hot name right now on the team is uh, Brady Tiger. I think I'm saying that last name right. He's uh, coming in as the closer. He's, uh, he's got a 1.20 ERA right now, and he's got uh, <coughs> four saves so far. Um, Cole Ramage has three saves for us, but his ERA is not quite as good. Uh, Brady's, he's pitched uh, 15 innings. Cole's pitched 22, so they kind of they kind of figured Cole was going to be, I think, the closer beginning, but this uh, uh, Brady's come in and really kind of solidified that role and become become the guy. Um, our boy, uh, you know, some of the well, first of all, um, Jalen battles. Is having a great
0: year so far. Yeah, I was looking at some of the batting average on the team. You know, you see, uh, Caden Wallace, Robert Moore, both have just a killer batting average this year. <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're just, it's like they're winning more as a team than was last year. It seemed like it's more about just getting to Kevin Cox. Yeah. Get, it just seems like a more complete team this year.
1: I think Caden's liking the, uh, Leadoff role, yeah, they got him at leadoff now, and he's liking that. He's he's getting some extra base hits. He's getting on base and, and doing some good things. Uh, you know, my my Shawbridge slugger hasn't stuck. Maybe we should go with the Wooster Wonder. The maybe Worcester Wonder, maybe that'd be Worcester even better. Although you guys like down a to give the young man a nickname? Uh, he needs a nickname, man. He needs does one. need it. Name. So the Wooster Wonder. Let's call him that. Wooster Wonder. Wooster Wonder. Worcester Wonder. The, yeah. But uh man, man. had some big hits. His his average isn't that you know that high, but I mean he's had some big hits. Um he's leading the team with six home runs. Battles has got five home runs. Wallace has, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I was saying that wrong. Yeah, battles has five, Wallace has four. Yeah, battles
0: battles has had hit some big ones and some big spots. He seems to keep coming through in big spots. He can't it was funny. He switched his number from four to two, which I think he had to take two from Dave Van Horn.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That was a big like,
0: thing. if you come back, you could have. <laughs> yeah, that was a
1: that was a big switch there, um, but yeah, man, they're looking good. They're they're playing hard. They're <clears throat> um, they got to They're still leaving batters. They're still leaving base runners on.
0: Clint. They are. They got it. They're having a. They're having a rough time. They were. They and they were doing that tonight too. They were
1: having. <clears throat> and that's something they continue to struggle with. I don't know why. I don't know why we've struggled with that so much. Maybe other teams do just as much. I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't pay as much attention to other college teams. And about, um, about Tennessee, though, in the game against Vanderbilt, they had one of their bats confiscated. I did see that. A guy hit a home run. And I was I was looking it up, and it turned out to not to be a big thing. But they sort of got labeled, like you were saying, they're sort of the bad boys, baseball, no, but it sort of got labeled as cheating automatically, but come to find out it wasn't cheating. What had happened was they test all the bats before the games and you put the other team's sticker on it on each of your bats. So if you're Tennessee, you should when you go up there, you should have a Vanderbilt sticker on your bat. to show that it's been tested for that game. Right. Well, this guy goes up to bat, and he had a sticker from their midweek game, but the other sticker had fallen off. And so since it didn't, they disallowed the home run that he hit. And then come to find out they tested it afterwards. His bat tested fine. Matter of fact, since they tested the bats, they tested Vanderbilt's bats, And one of theirs came back as illegal. But you haven't heard about that. Right. You hear about Tennessee because they're the bad boys, I guess, right now. But they are – aren't they number one right now?
0: Yeah, they are number one. Like I said, it's a shame that Arkansas and Tennessee don't play. Yeah. They're the defended number one team. They're in the same conference. You figure they'll run each other at some point during the postseason. Um, Yeah. But it's it's pretty cool that, you know – the number one and number the number one teams coached by Dave Van Horn Disciple. And uh so that yeah. tree.
1: <clears throat> well, Clint, how did your bracket
0: end up? I won my bracket and I have no idea why, because it was bad. Wow. Bad. I, had, I got two teams in the final four. at had Villanova in Kansas.
1: That's why you won then.
0: Yeah, but that was but that was I don't think there was a
1: lot of people had two.
0: No, no. And that's blind luck. I, I, didn't, I didn't know much about that. Like, I know Kansas won the national championship yesterday, and I didn't watch the game. I was at the Raw after WrestleMania in Dallas.
1: Man, it was a – it turned out to be a good game. I didn't watch it all at first. I watched the end of the first half, and North Carolina was winning, which I was happy. Um, I told someone earlier in the day that I was afraid that Kansas was going to run away with it just because I thought they may have had more talent up and down the board but North Carolina was playing good in that first half and then that second half man here comes Kansas here comes Bill self paying those players and cheating as he goes but hey he wins it and uh largest deficit over overcoming
0: the cash Championship game down by 16 16 16 I think down 15 at the half yeah um
1: You know, they said
0: Bill Self said he told him in the locker room, he goes, Look, last year we were down nine with two minutes left. We're down 15 with 20 minutes left. Which one would y'all rather have? They're like, 15 with 20 left. All right, all you gotta do is just, you know, because even at 15, you do your job. Yeah. And as it it gets tighter, that other team that was been had the big lead starts feeling it just a wee bit more. And before you know it, all the pressure's on the team that was up.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. he coached a heck of a game. His players played a heck of a game. It was uh, it was something to behold, man. And now they're the national champions. But have you seen the rankings for a lot of the way too early? Yeah, rankings? and it's way too early because
0: you don't know what's going to happen yet. But Arkansas, number one. And a lot ESPN,
1: of ESPN the- 24-7 sports. Yeah. And someone else,
0: I think. It pretty much mo everyone I've seen has had Arkansas number one. Which yeah. I do think is way too early. Cause look, cause um, our top scorer, JD Note, who man, I never was a big fan of. I thought he hurt you a lot more than he helped you. Um, Musselman loved him and he was obviously a leading scorer and the guys obviously gravitate to him but I never was a big yeah. huge fan I yeah. thought JD, I think you know I think I could go out there and make eight of 30 Um yeah,
1: no.
0: But, no, you couldn't. But,
1: yeah.
0: but I could not get yeah. open to shoot 30 times I mean yeah. that's part of it yeah but I, I think he settled for long range jumpers way too much to step yeah. back and stuff like that like you no, said you're right the and Steph Curry, the Steph Curry fe- effect. Effect, mm-hmm. but now he, when he drove, he drove. But J, now J.D. note has gone. He's, he's hired an agent. He's not coming back. How do you feel about that decision?
1: Uh, I think it's I think it's the best decision for him. Uh, look, there's there's more ways than one. You know, we talked to my buddy Dion Holloman a while back, and in football, there's very few avenues to make money. That's not so in basketball. Yeah. There's Basketball is a worldwide sport. You can go to Israel and make good money playing basketball. Yeah, you can go to the Philippines and make good money playing basketball. You can go anywhere. Basketball is huge in other countries. Um, it's, it's second only to soccer, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so... And these other countries are—they love getting Americans in there to mix with their locals and and trying to you know do some things. So he's going to have a way to make money. Uh, is he an NBA guy? He's going to have to shoot a better percentage than what he does.
0: Yeah. I I did see that he was. Uh, I saw latest mock draft. So had him as a second round pick. Yeah, and so I think that's. He's one of the guys he's gonna you on with somebody probably D League or G League, I think is what it's called now. So he'll he'll wind yeah. up he'll wind up on a G League team, somebody's farm club, maybe you know, one of them guys they bring up similar to what Mason Jones is doing.
1: Yeah
0: like that. Another one that went that, that is signing with an agent and I is is DC, uh Audis Tony, which I hate. Um I get it.
1: You and he know, signed with an agent.
0: Yeah. A lot of the guys coming in are the same type of player that you are. You're Barry Dunning, um, your pinion, um, Walsh, all kind of that interchangeable six, 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 seven. Um, Anthony Black's also six seven. So yeah, it's like we were talking about before the podcast, you'd like to see him come in kind of show these guys, okay. Here's how you play elite defense. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I uh, think the thing they're gonna miss with Tony where he could have helped this team next year is he could have been the guy that showed them, this is how you do defense at Arkansas.
0: Yeah.
1: This is how you play it on the perimeter. And this is how you cut to the basket. That's one thing we forget. Tony was our best cutter. He could cut to the basket better than anybody else we had. And he was open a lot of times when we couldn't get anybody else open. Ed. So, that's where we're going to miss him for sure. Yeah. Now, the other one that
0: is throwing his name in the draft, no, he hasn't He hasn't signed with an agent. He he is. And you know what? And I don't blame the kid at all. Jalen Williams has entered his name in the NBA draft, but it's not signed mm-hmm. with an agent. You can't blame Jalen for doing everything that he's doing. No. You don't know what kind of feedback he's going to get. And he played well enough in the NCAA tournament and enough eyeballs were on him. That everybody's like, this 6'10 guy from Arkansas is really good. I think a lot of the feedback's gonna come back that, hey, you need to work on your outside game a little bit. Um, and probably stand out foul trouble because he got a foul trouble, foul trouble yeah. way, way too much. Yeah. Uh, but when you're the only big guy, it tends to happen to you. Yeah. I mean, our second big guy was Kamani Johnson, and there was yeah. a big drop off between Johnson, I mean, Williams and Johnson. Yeah. But now, now they're working the portal. They got that big guy. They're looking at a couple other big guys. I don't think got that seven footer they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprisingly enough, Connor Vanover has not been one of the guys that's transferred. I think
1: yeah, that's- and, and that's that's is going to be that's what everybody's kind of waiting on. I think everybody's expecting him to be one of them. But you never know. He's been there for three years. Connor has nil deals. Yeah, at Arkansas. He still just because of who he is, just because he's 7'3", he gets nil
0: deals. So now, and I was, now I was listening to uh, Eric Sullivan, I mean not Eric Sullivan, uh, Steve Sullivan on the Buzz the other day. They had him on a guest spot, and
1: mm-hmm. they're talking about all
0: these players that Arkansas signed, and they're saying that tells you that Arkansas's nil game is competitive.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean is that. that I mean, That's what's telling you. You're getting these players because your nil deals that you're that you're turning out are competitive. Yeah. So now that's something else that, you know, if you're Jalen Williams, you got to look at. Now, would I rather, okay, if he gets the feedback like, hey, you're going to be a borderline into the second round pick or not drafted at all, you know, you may make more money doing NIL than you would doing that. You're saying that there's more ways to make playing money playing basketball freshman. Well, there's more ways to make money playing basketball in college now. You're right. You're right. NIL has changed the game completely yeah. and and totally changed the game. Yeah, and I think in ways it's changed it for the worse, and ways it's changed it for the better. Your yeah. kids stick around. The one thing I do hate about the transfer portal, though, is, is me and you've talked about this, is while we reap the benefits here at Arkansas right now, is is I think we talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago was. Man, you're not going to see – I don't think you'll ever see a Butler get close again because you're seeing it this year. All the kids that go to mid-majors who excel transfer.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: They, they're, right. They're, I mean, you're seeing it already. Like, it's like, you know – Dude, and this could have been our holy shnikes moment of the week. Did you see LSU has zero players? Yep. Yeah. Zero. Yeah. Off yeah. last year's roster. Yeah. Like, if they had, like, the me and you sitting on the end of the bench, you know – the little trainers yeah. at the end that everybody just screams out. They're shoot. gone. They're gone. Yeah. They're gone. I mean, the guys like Will Smith at the end of Fresh Prince of Bel Air walking into the office, like, where's everybody at? That's
1: right.
0: Everybody. I mean, now, you know, Justice Hill, Hill's following him. Um, yeah. But everybody and a couple others. So he's going to have, but man, he's going to have to build
1: a completely new team. Well, and, and there may be some, you know, there's still the, the threat out there in the atmosphere of sanctions, Clint. So a player, you know, a high school player coming in, you don't know what's going to be going on in two years there. Now, you don't know now, if you're going to have sanctions, you know, to keep you from going to the tournament.
0: Let me ask you a question. What's the point of punishing them now? There's no point. Because the aid it's not the same AD. Nope. It's not the same head
1: coach. It is not the same kids, and that's where the NCAA is a horrible, horrible organization. Because look at look at Calipari. He caused problems at UMass. He leaves. UMass gets punished for it. UMass has never been the same. He goes to Memphis after he stint the NBA. Goes to Memphis, cheats there. Leaves to go to Kentucky. Memphis gets hit with fines. Does anything happen to Cal Perry? No. Welcome to Kentucky where you get the best players every year. You know. But, you know, know, Jeff
0: Long went hard after him for the Arkansas job. Oh, yeah. When he hired – I think when he hired – was it Anderson? When he hired Anderson. Yeah. He went hard. Well, yeah, he went hard after him, and he ended up selling settling for Mike. Anderson. No, Anderson stabilized the program. But yeah, man, yeah. I mean, what you got to think about it. Jeff Long is nothing else, he's a poor judge of character. That's the man right. hired Bobby Petrino, Les Miles, and tried to hire Calipari. Yeah, you know, he is-
1: think he's gone? Well, yeah. another one, Clint. That. Uh, this is an Arkansas boy that's entered the portal that there's room that Arkansas has offered.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Is Tyree Appleby from Florida. He's an Arkansas boy. That could come home, but the only thing is Clint, he's another guard.
0: Yeah. What, what's the help you, the, the, we have plenty of depth at guard. You got to think about it. I mean, you got Nick Smith. You got Darian Ford, that both them guys coming in, and Anthony Black, and so you got them three, and then you got Devo Davis too.
1: Well, there's there's rumors that Devo could be looking elsewhere too.
0: Well, I don't. I mean, Devo. I don't know if Devo can go somewhere else and make the money he's making at Arkansas. And that that's not. I mean, the guy's got a lot of NIL money. Yeah. Unless Devo just sees the ride on the wall, like, well, next year I'm not going to play. Yeah. I mean that's the only way because Debo's not I mean Debo's not starting. He's coming off the bench. Yeah. Um and all that. And he's still he's still, you know, doing he's still doing yeah, great. he got work. a lot
1: of minutes though. Yeah. So just I don't know. Like they did the year before.
0: I, I don't see I don't I don't I mean there are rumors maybe out there, but I don't believe it. Yeah. I really just don't. I mean yeah. he, he's gonna I think he's gonna get plenty of minutes. But now, but
1: yeah. yeah. Now, there's also rumors that uh, – I believe I heard this on Drive Time today that, that uh, was thrown out there a little bit, that there might be some coaching changes. Well, that, uh, that, that happens. It's going to happen. When you have an intense guy like Muss. you're going to have some coaching changes. He seems like he's hard on assistant coaches. Oh, yeah. I'm he sure. expects a lot out of them.
0: Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure he's very, very trying because he yeah. he works hard. Yeah. Now, there's a there was an article out on Muscleman. I'm not sure if you saw this where they talked about Danielle won't let him go to Walmart with her. Like he's I want to go help really? shopping and she won't let me. Really? Yeah, because he's like, because he's like he's like, if he if we go, it takes three times as long because everybody's <clears throat> gonna stop and take his pic take a picture yeah. with him all that. Yeah. You know, like, okay. He's a guy. He's all he does is go to work and go home. They live in a gated subdivision, yeah. gated community, and so that's like their little sanctuary. And
1: well, now Clint <clears throat> Musselman gets to go and do lots of things. He's a, a world traveler, but you did a little traveling over the weekend. I did. I did do and, a little uh, traveling. You took your you took your son Austin. Yeah, down to Jerry's World. Man, you don't know how massive that place is till you're in it. To attend with thousands there in attendance. And with millions watching around the world. Were you ready? I was ready. Did you get ready to rumble, Clint?
0: I did get ready. You know, I ate at this point little restaurant I'd never tried before. Um, called Buffalo Wild Wings before the event. Um, you go
1: all the way to Dallas and you go to a chain restaurant?
0: Let me tell you something. You after, I got, after, here? after I got food poisoning in Las Vegas, I'm sticking to chains.
1: Oh, man. You got to go to – what's that place that's there? Uh, oh, Papado's. Yeah. No, Papado's yeah. Cajun? Oh, my gosh. Well, it was right by it was
0: right by at t Stadium, and I had a gift card. So, but anyway, it was pretty cool because there was a guy come in, dressed up fully as Gold Dust, had the body suit on, zipped up, face painted, blonde wig, dressed completely as Gold Dust. And man, it is a, the production that is WrestleMania. You don't realize how big the set is until you're in there. Like Vince McMahon spares no expense. Like it was just, it was unbelievable. Um, Have I told you my
1: Gold Dust story? Yeah,
0: yeah I do know the story, but tell tell for everybody else because they don't know it.
1: Well, I was, uh, it was a live show in Little Rock at Alltale back before it was Simmons. And um, actually, before it was Verizon. And uh, it was Alltale, wasn't it? Yeah, as I'll tell, and so I'm, uh, we got there early, I think me and Brett Moore, my old roommate from college, Brett, were at this show, and we got there early, so we, you know, like you and I would do, we would always walk around and try to figure out where the wrestlers were to see if we could meet some of them, so I, we went to the back where all of them were pulling in, and um, we were standing there kind of against the fence, you know, and seeing some of them get out of their cars or whatever. And I'm kind of off to the side a little bit because, you know, I'm like, I don't want to just look at them. I mean, I'd like to shake their hand or, you know, say hi to them or whatever, but that's not happening. And all of a sudden, someone starts walking toward me. And I was like, that's Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. And I was off away from the crowd a little bit, right? Because I was kind of off to the side. And he came from between these two trucks from, he was at an RV and he comes, he walks right up to me. He says, Hey man, go down there to the Exxon and get me some Copenhagen. (laughs) I said, yeah. (laughs) So he gave me like 40 bucks. Okay. This is back in the day. Okay. Copenhagen wasn't that expensive. Right. Yeah. And so he said, "Get me four cans. So I go down to there, and I get four cans of Copenhagen. I walk back, I and I had, like, 20-something bucks left, okay? So I go, and I hand him the Copenhagen. I go to hand him change, and he goes, oh, man, keep it. And then he grabs my hand and gives me, like, 60 more bucks. And I'm in a positive, man. I'm in a positive, like, 80 bucks on this trip. Well, I can tell you
0: after this trip, I'm not in the positive.
1: yo that but back then that paid for my ticket. That yeah. paid for my drinks. That paid for some a hot dog at the concession stand. You know, maybe hey, you got man. your t-shirt. I mean, it was it hooked me up, man. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I was like, man, I just bought gold dust Copenhagen. Yeah. It'd been cooler if it buys dad that. that cool. Anyway, sorry, you said gold dust. Well, oh, so, no. now, Clint, it's different now, okay? Because you know, I don't watch wrestling on a regular basis anymore, so I don't pay attention to it. But I guess I talked – some of the folks in my church do. We were doing a work day Saturday, and uh, my youth pastor was watching it on his phone, and I'm like, "Oh, is this from last night? From the? Because I, I guess they had had the Hall of Fame the night before, or whatever." Oh, yeah. And he said, "No, he said this is this is a pay per view right now." This noon on Saturday. Yeah, they now they do an entire week. Like
0: I was, like I stayed in a, in a hotel downtown, Los, uh, Dallas, and I look up and there's a I'm gonna butcher his first name, but it's Masahiro Suzuki. Yeah,
1: his
0: famous Japanese wrestler who was there doing some independent show. Like he's huh. sitting there, and I I didn't go. I don't think he speaks. I don't think he speaks much English. So I didn't try to go up and get his. Dude, eye he out. probably
1: talks like a southern boy. He'd probably, hey man, how you doing? I don't
0: know. Let's go man. get I, us
1: some ribs.
0: He might do it, but he's in there having his breakfast. I didn't. I didn't want to bug him. Plus, <laughs> I wasn't real like I didn't want to walk up and butcher his name and like really offend yeah. him. But man, there's independent shows around there. WWE's got a show on Friday. They got SmackDown. They do a Saturday early show, which was the um, which was the NXT show that you're. If your guy was yeah. watching, then they got then they do they do it over two nights on WrestleMania now, and so and then and then the Monday Night
1: Raw, that's crazy, and you got to pay for each of those tickets, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, but and I think you know by the time they get to Monday, they're just wrestling out now. The bet I didn't get to watch Saturday night because I had to work, but by far the best match I thought was Bianca Belair versus uh, uh, Becky Lynch. They just tore the house down. Um,
1: I have no idea who those two people
0: are. Yeah, they're they're both they're both female wrestlers. They do a lot more with women wrestling now. Yeah. Um now not two, Pat McAfee. Yes, that Pat McAfee yeah. wrestled Austin Theory in what my opinion was the match of the night. Now Sammy Zayn also wrestled <laughs> Johnny Knoxville, which was a very entertaining match. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean it was just it was like watching a live Looney Tune cartoon. It, yeah. it really was. Um but then Pat McAfee ends up winning his match, and then he does an impromptu match with Vince McMahon. It was a smoke and mirrors match that he got – that got the match. But once Vince McMahon won the match, they were kind of beating up on theory. Then Stone Cold's music hit. Yeah. And he just proceeded to stun everybody. Vince McMahon took one of the worst stunners that you've ever seen.
1: Like, just nice. mad.
0: But then Stone yeah. Cold did a Stone Cold thing, but the crowd just lost their mind. I bet.
1: Especially in Texas.
0: Now, now I will wrap this up by telling a story because we kind of brought you down with the holy Snipes mode of the week about the bad in people. Yeah. I want to tell you about the good in people because I had, I bought tickets to WrestleMania Access, which is like a giant superstore with all these activities. And they have these cardboard cutouts of all the guys. And so I was telling my son, I said, you go over there with this guy. And I got these pictures on my Facebook page. So you go over there and stand next to Paul Heyman's cutout. I'll take your picture. I look over, I look over there, and Austin's got like a full-size replica WD title on his shoulder. Yeah. And some guy, there's a volunteer guy there. He's like, man, take, take his picture, take his picture with it, you know. And so I was taking his picture. and Austin's like, I don't quite know what to do. He's all excited. Yeah. And I was like, and then the guy's like, hey man, give me your phone. He takes Austin over to the area where you can create a superstar entrance and yeah. just starts taking pictures of him with the belt in the entrance way on my phone. Didn't charge me for him, didn't ask for anything, just did it out of the kindness of his heart. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it was I'm sure
1: Austin was fired up.
0: Oh dude, it was it was a great experience, but yeah. So,
1: that's yeah.
0: cool. Man. I had a good time, that's... man. It's come so far, you know, from just Vince McMahon having to mortgage his house to, to what it is now, but yeah. Come well, along that's with... the
1: cool that's the cool thing about wrestling. Why, you know, I mean, like I said, I don't really watch it much anymore, but I still respect it because it just brings you back to that childhood man It brings me back to mid-south wrestling at my neighbor's house oh yeah you know me me wanting to uh they they had two sons that were older than me and they would practice all the moves on me you know i was getting i was getting body slammed onto the couch you know and all that kind of stuff and i just loved every bit of it man loved it and uh you know, so it's uh it's that's what's so cool about it, and seeing kids get that fired up about it. I know, I know you're enjoying watching your son. Yeah, and everybody,
0: up. everybody, you know, give me our time like, oh, you're doing this. for You're like, no, I'm really not. It, it, I'd rather watch it home on my TV. Yeah. But man, he had the time of his life, and that's yeah. what was important. So,
1: well, Clint, man, another one down. 56, another one down. down. Another one us. Uh, we are, you know, folks. Look. Um, if you want to listen to us, if you want to listen to this podcast, we got, you can listen to it anywhere you want. We, we, we're everywhere now, man. We, uh, we've added iHeartRadio, we've added TuneIn Radio, we've added, uh, Tune In Radio, we've added uh, Stitcher, we've added Amazon and Google, and we've already been on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and YouTube, and we're getting, folks, we're getting lots more downloads. Uh, I guess getting out on all these other places there's and some of y'all may be downloading some older episodes and listening to them uh, as you go we thank you for that thank you for listening to us we we can't say that enough uh we are grateful um, for every person that spends time listening and watching or whatever you're doing i know we're not that fun to look at so go go and listen to us but um thank you so much uh like and share on the social media platform. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on Apple, and it'll download it on your phone already so you can listen to it as you drive or whatever. Uh, all of them will do that, I guess. But seriously, thank you all so much. Um, we're going to have hopefully next week. We couldn't make it work this week with all of our schedules, but next week we're going to try to get Bo on here. Baseball, uh, Bo, be you been listening for a while. He's our baseball guy. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about baseball today, but we, we don't have the depth of it that Bo does. He's, he's a little more into it, but his son's busy playing. So they're at McGee tonight. They're number two in the state right now, Clint. can close it without today. me. <laughs> and uh, I love you. <laughs> so anyway, thank you all so much. Clint's gone. Elvis has left the building. And you know what? It's time for me to go, too. See y'all. Peace out. Have a blessed week. Sweat. Work. Filthy. Dirt. Harvest. Hurt. Kingdom come.